0: thank you for joining me on the show today. This is The Now Talks, a collection of inspiring personal stories and leadership lessons from some of the world's most iconic leaders. It is the weekly podcast for women in leadership brought to you by nations of women. My name is Dr. Tina Alton, and I'm your host for today and the coming weeks. So, good morning, good afternoon, good evening to you wherever you have joined us from. My name is Tina Alton. I'm the CEO and President here at Nations of Women. For those of you that don't know me, I have the honor and the privilege and the delight of having one woman who is my friend, my sister, my confidant, and so much more in between. And she is none other than Dr. Linda Wallace, all the way from California, United States. Thank you so much, Linda, for saying yes to joining us today.
1: Oh, it's an honor, Tina. Thank you so much for inviting me.
0: Thank you. So I want us to, you know, like kick off really looking at your your journey as your journey as a leader. Right. And so by way of introduction, I would love for you to just introduce yourself to us in your journey to becoming a leader, a woman of impact, a woman of influence, a woman you know called to the nations—it's like you are—you're—you are you're, you're a mighty pack of uh, how do you call it? You know those. Um, Power shots they have where they're like you take it and literally you have your vitamins you have your everything you need is packed in there and I see you as this mighty oak you know as as you are so what has been your journey to becoming a leader just is just by way of introducing yourself
1: you know you know Tina I don't think that I really started out thinking of myself as a leader. I don't think any of us do. I think it just, you just evolve. And in the process of living, you discover um, your capacity uh, to influence others, to serve others, most of all, to love others. So I think that, that those are some of the key ingredients. It's just growing in your capacity to love others. And when you do that, it opens opportunities for you to, I guess, lead as you're defining leadership. So it isn't like a destination or, or, or an outcome. I think it's just in the course of living life and going through life circumstances. And obviously, the per- first person that you're learning to lead in that is yourself. And you're learning to love so I think that your leadership evolves out of your capacity, your ability to love yourself. And then from that, you can you can love others.
0: Wow. Thank you so much. You know, um, w- what I want us to kind of like focus a little bit more deeply is you've talked about you, leadership is not a destination, it comes out of, you know, living life and and first of all, leading yourself. And to be able to lead yourself well comes from a place of loving yourself. And there's so much talk about self-love, 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 do whatever you want. And so I feel like that you know, talk of self-love, self-love is actually generating um, almost like a, a sense of selfishness because I've got to, I've got to look at me first. I've got to, you know, me. Or there's the other side of self-love is I've got to do yoga, I've got to do Pilates, I've got to do this, or I've got to eat greens. But what really, 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 when we think about leadership, when we think about um, leading our communities and our nations or our businesses. In terms of that self-love, can you help us to give us a much more wholesome picture of what that really is?
1: Well, I think that, yeah, I think we're using that language of self-love because we haven't found better language yet. Or I think we're discovering better language, but we're not the origin of love. God is the origin of love, the creator based on what your belief system is, what your what your faith values are, what your what your truth is in that space. I think that defining or or coming to terms with the source of love and how that's expressed is really uh, like that beginning point. And for me, you know, uh, being a follower of Christ has become my reality and truth as the source of love. And just walking out in life, um, unveiling what that looks like and how you can recognize when love shows up in the midst of adversity, in the midst of challenge, in the midst of change. So it's not about the self-love as if you create that or you initiate that, but it's about just embracing every opportunity where you you can be more accepting of your limitations and also accepting what you're able to, uh, also accepting your ability to increase in your capacity to love. Hope that made sense.
0: It does. It does. It does. This is so good. So if we think about, you know, many, many, many of us call you Mama Linda because you're a mama to all of us, right? (laughs) So what is Mama Linda's practical, practical ways of, you know, you talked about, um, of course, we're not the origin of love and you can't really create self-love. Love Love, um, comes from accepting, like accepting that, hey, maybe I have that limitation or also that I can increase my capacity. So in a practical sense, Uh, For those listening or reading, what is maybe one or two ways that, uh, for example, we can look at both if we take it like a coin, both sides. So practical ways that a woman, a leader can can utilize to help them accept their limitation. Because I know that many times it becomes almost like a hindrance. You know, either we live in, uh, what's the word, like um, um, not a facade, but where you don't, you can't see the reality of something, right? You, you can't see the reality of it, or you you have in your own mind that this is it, and therefore, no matter what else anybody sees or what's happening, you're just stuck in that that trench of nope. This is this is who I am. This is you know, and so that very limitation becomes almost like a lid on who we are what we're called to do, what we can do, our capacity, being able to like love on other people, being able to receive other people because we're just stuck in that place. That's one side. And then the other side is practical ways that we can actually also increase our our capacity to then be able to love, receive love and be, you know, almost like a conductor.
1: Yeah, I think I think on the side that you just mentioned about increasing our capacity, uh, I think it's openness. It's just remaining open. Um, and then it's just where, where are you grounded spiritually? You know, what's, what's, again, your source of love? Where do you draw your love? Where do I draw my love from? My love comes from the place of intimacy and in the expression um, of my relationship with God, my relationship uh, with the one who created me. So I think that keeps my um, capacity enlarged. I think we implode and we shrink when we don't have a place that we're sustained in love. Yeah. So I think it's it's spiritual, definitely uh, in that in that place, uh, because we just start shrinking. I think you can shrink if you don't receive but you also shrink if you're not giving either. Wow.
0: This is so good. You know, that we shrink when we're not receiving and we shrink also when we're not given. And you talked about openness is the key to increase our capacity, but many, many, many times I come across leaders that are not, not very keen on being open. And sometimes it could be because you know you've kind of like been vulnerable and shared maybe a challenge you have and, and then it, it's taking out. And so I find that some leaders are, like would gauge or would be guided. So how can how if anybody finds themselves in that situation, but then they have a desire, they have a yearning to really move past that. What is maybe one or two practical ways that they can they can look at in, in to help them? be more open
1: yeah i think that you just have to really be intentional about um cultivating relationships that um contribute to you feeling safe you know some people are have capacity for more community than others but i do think that you need some form of community some form of relationships that um where there's real authenticity and and transparency, you know. I have to be, I have to feel safe with you in order to be able to open up to you. But also I have to be willing to take a risk, you know, to be engaged with someone other than myself. We can't live on an island. We can't live insulated and isolated. We have to interact with people. And And I think that, the more that we're willing to do that, to take the risk, we are going to be hurt. We might be misunderstood. <laughs> I mean, that's just part of it. But eventually you come into a place where you do it often enough that you become that person, maybe that others are looking for more so rather than what you're looking for. So it can become mutual, I think. So good. I can't write fast
0: enough. I'm like, this I'm like okay. I need to be able to read my notes again, but th-
1: I'm just taking so many notes, and I, I, I were love born were relationship. We were born for interaction, you know. Everybody needs somebody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think the more that you uh, that you are intentional about that, the richer your life can become. Mm.
0: Yes. Wow! 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 So. Um, if we think about, you, you know, like being intentional about cultivating, you know, relationships with other people, but also cult- the, the, the relationship with them is a relationship that makes you feel safe. And I feel like that is a good indicator on actually when I'm with these people, I feel safe, you know, so the big moment you begin to feel that you can take a risk. The moment you begin to feel that you can take one more risk and another risk and another risk and another, that eventually we then become that safe space for other people, right? We then become safe space for other people. This is so, so good. So as as a leader, as a mummer, if there is one thing that, the listeners can learn from your life or those reading can learn from your life. And me particularly, I've been dying to ask you this question. If there is one thing or maybe two or three, however many you want to bless us with, right? That we could learn from your life, what would
1: that be? I like to think that I have, um, and, and it's always progressive, Keep cultivating, keeping intentional about valuing other people, like putting myself in their place. Like if I were in a particular situation, how would I want to be treated? How would I want to be heard? Or how would I want to be responded to? And I think keeping that top of mind um, helps to navigate and helps to support people. Yeah,
0: that is so good. In terms of, I I think. Not I think, but I, I do believe that because I, I see that so much in you in terms of the intentionality with which you cultivate relationships, the the way you steward our hearts and relationships. And you know, no matter how long we go before we speak, the moment we're we, we, we on the phone or chat, it's like there's not been any time missing, right? Because- we, 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 there is that intentionality on both sides where we've cultivated that safety and that joy and that you know love. I love the presence of that person. I love spending time with that person. And so, um, I just, I just think that the the foundation to being able to come to that place is, I guess, pausing and then thinking. If I switched shoes, like you say, if I switched shoes with that person, how would I want to be responded to? Right? Mm -hmm. How would I want to be responded to? So if you come to a place where perhaps you know, because we are quick to judge and all of those things, it's like that pause to think. Wow. Okay. Now, if I'm going to cultivate a relationship or trust or whatever with that person, yeah, I pause for a minute and then look at, you know, I've got here. Um, how how am I evaluating that person? How am I seeing that person in that moment? And if it was me.
1: And I think what's important too, Tina, is to, like you said, you alluded to how we can make snap, snap judgments about people, but we don't know their story. We don't know what shaped them. We don't know what formed them. We don't know what traumatized them. We don't know what influenced them. And I have found if you dig a little deeper, you know, than just the superficial, and people find that you are not judgmental, you are not uh, transactional. I have seen over and over again the hearts of people open up. And then you get a glimpse of, oh, okay, I I see their public persona. But hearing their story about what shaped them or what influences them helps you to see people differently. And you're looking for something good. You're not looking for the negative. You're looking for something good that maybe you might like to emulate, maybe that you might find as a value to you. You know, so I think I think it's just in that approach. Uh, They say we receive 25 negative words to every one positive word. And so it's like, can I be the one that would bring a positive word to someone's life to to counteract all the negativity that we're confronted by? So I think it's just it's just what is your story? I really want to know the real person that I might be sitting across from, not the persona that you present to me or that Mm -hmm. I'm presenting to you.
0: This is so good. Thank you so much, Mama Linda. You know, for for those of you listening, um, we've been talking about um, Linda's journey to becoming a leader. And she shared with us that, you know, leadership for her has been a process of evolving. And as she evolved, she more and more and more discovered, you know, her capacity and, and, and her capacity to really love others. And for her, leadership is not a destination. I think for all of us, leadership is not a destination, but it comes, you know, through life. And as we do life, leading ourselves and of course to lead yourself well, always, always, always starts from the place of how much do I love my, how do I, how much do I love myself? And the, the, the idea of self-love is not Oh, it's not just what I do, but it's in, you know, the very source of love, whatever you, you believe in it is from the source of love and how that is expressed either through your intimacy in your own private time, you know, whether it's God or whatever it is, but you cultivate love in intimacy. That, that's that's always always key you cultivate love from a place of intimacy and you can't create self-love you just can't create you must um you 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 make self-love or you find self-love as you become more and more accepting of who you are and increasing your capacity as who you are as well and to be, A leader of, you know, greater impact, greater capacity, you must be willing to open yourself, be open, be be willing to take a risk, right? Be willing to take a risk and cultivate, be intentional about cultivating relationships that makes, that provide safety for you. Because I think for all of us as leaders, safety, do I feel safe with you, right? Do I feel safe with you? It's always it is always a, a repetitive invitation that keeps me coming back, coming yeah. back, coming back. But the key is you can't receive love if you're not giving love. Yeah, that's you it. you even, even when you <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Even when you come back. You know, you can't receive love if you're not giving love. And you can't give love if you're not receiving love. So it's a two-way street. It's a, it's yeah. a very fine balance, but it all comes as we're intentional about cultivating. I, I, think,
1: I think the importance of that that mm-hmm. thought, Tina, uh, of the giving and receiving love is that you you allow your capacity of giving to outgrow how much you're receiving. Like you're so busy giving, you're not concerned about what you're receiving. I think that you could grow. I think that you could actually live that way. That That's one of my goals is I'm so busy giving. I'm not concerned about whether I'm receiving it back or not. So that becomes more of a motivation and a passion than the receiving.
0: That is true. You know, when we take the focus off of ourselves, then we're able to, you know, expand our capacity. And I think that brings us back to that. You know, real gold nugget you gave us is like we we sh- we can't be leaders that lead from a place of judgment. We can't judge people um, because you don't know this story. You don't know what has shaped them. But if you allow yourself the opportunity to cultivate that relationship with them, where you become that that safe space for them and they open up, you would get to know a little bit more of their story and you'd be able to understand them a little bit more, you know, pour out a little bit more, give a little bit more further forward. But as we do all of these things, the key that Linda has given us is don't be looking for the negative things. Always open your eyes to see beyond their today. Yes. Beyond their today and see the potential in their future. And that's my friend is, I mean, we're going to have to bring you back Linda, because I I just love talking to you and spending time with you. Um, But I I know that anybody listening, this would be so enriching for them that if there's one thing you take away from Linda's life, it is don't be, don't judge, don't look for the negative in others, look beyond that today and see the potential in their future And, and be a a conductor of safe environments for other people. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you
1: again for the that. (laughs) You just recapped that so beautifully. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Thank you again. We really appreciate you. And that's all for this week. You've been listening to Dr. Tina Alton with the Now Talks, the weekly podcast for women in leadership brought to you by Nations of Women. All that remains is for me to say have a fantastic week. Stay safe and reach out if you need any help now at nationsofwomen.com. Until next time, enjoy the pursuit of your potential. And remember, now is your time.